We are outdoor ladies who hunt, shoot, and fish, all while working in conservation and chasing kids. I am Julia Plugi with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. I'm Rachel Alice with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. And I'm Tana Fancher with the Kansas Department of Wildlife Parks. Follow us on our outdoor adventures. Welcome back to She Goes Outdoors. I'm going to kick off this episode with a quote from President Theodore Roosevelt. And his quote was, preserve large tracts of wilderness for the exercise of the skill of the hunter, whether or not he is a man of means. Uh, so visionaries such as Theodore Roosevelt established public lands a century ago as a way of preserving our natural outdoor heritage, our open unspoiled lands. Our freedom to hunt and fish depends on the habitat. On that same note, wildlife itself depends on the resourceful public lands and clean water for healthy survival. It is important that we continue to carry those voices to protect the wild lands owned by everyone. And so that's like me on my soapbox right there. And, and we're going to kind of continue on this soapbox as we're just kind of leading real heavy into this week's episode. And so another quote to chew on is by Aldo Leopold. And, and he said it in 1935. This country has been swinging the hammer of development so long and so hard that it has forgotten the anvil of wilderness, which gave value and the significance to its labors. The momentum of our blows is so unprecedented that the remaining remnant of wilderness will be pounded into road dust long before we find out its values. So it's, it's a mouthful, but it's certainly powerful. Uh, these words express the concern, uh, again, once again, of our wild spaces, the loss of our open natural lands, uh, that land that is untouched by human development. So, you know, across the United States, organizations are coming together to stand up for public lands. You know, public land, like I said in, in the beginning, as Theodore Roosevelt spoke, is it's land that's owned by everyone. It's, it's not privately owned by a farmer. It's not privately owned by a single landowner or a single business. Everyone owns it. And so our organizations like Backcountry Hunters and Anglers are a nonpartisan group of sportsmen and women standing up for outdoor opportunities that they represent. So our guest today is Kyle Broadfoot. He is here to represent BHA or Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And you're going to hear me say BHA just because I'm going to shorten a little bit, little bit more words there. So Kyle, welcome to She Goes Outdoors. It's a pleasure to be here. I, I appreciate you having me. I think this is a great opportunity to, for you guys to learn a little bit about um, Nebraska Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And it's a good way for, for us to get our mission and values out there in the world. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. And so as he mentioned, he is a member of the Nebraska chapter. And also, I believe you're the, the chapter secretary. Is that correct? I am the chapter secretary. That's correct. Right. So past that, uh, will you will you introduce yourself, Kyle? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, like you said, my name is Kyle Broadfoot. I'm the secretary of the Nebraska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. 
Um, I grew up in a little town called Oxford, Nebraska, which is in southwest Nebraska, kind of near McCook, if anybody's familiar with that area. Oxford is very much a kind of a mixed bag area as far as outdoors goes. Um, anything from whitetails and mule deer, turkeys, pheasants, um, prairie chickens, um, catfish, largemouth, you name it, just kind of a mixed bag. And that's what I kind of cut my teeth on in the outdoors world. Uh, my dad, like a lot of people, I learned from my dad in the outdoors. And, and that's where I kind of got to, accustomed to chasing some of these animals. And, and one thing I learned from my dad was that um, it's not a, just about putting game in the back of your pickup, right? It's not just about killing an animal. It was about much more than that. It was about time outdoors. It was about time with your family. It was about time just doing something that's greater than yourself and, and being part of something that's bigger than yourself. And I learned that from my dad. And so that's a little bit about who I am. Um, I, I still live in Southwest Nebraska. I have a, a regular eight to five job, but I still live in a small town um, called Cambridge here in Southwest Nebraska. And, and it's, again, it gives me access to some of those great mixed bag things. Um, I'm just... Uh, right down the road from reservoirs and lakes um, as well. So very happy to live in this part of the state, very happy to be part of BHA. Um, one of the founding um, board members of the Nebraska chapter. So that's um, very proud of that fact as well. So it's a little bit about who I am. I have um, a wife and three kids as well. And one big giant yellow lab, Ruger, um, he refuses to find downed birds or wounded birds so he's he, he's kind of like me he's kind of a he's an okay hunter but uh yeah so we, we we fit in well together that's what you're going back it's, it's about the experience outdoors right <laughs> it is it is yeah it's i'll be the first to admit i am not like a grade a hunter and anybody that's ever hunted with me knows that i make mistakes i i sneeze i maybe i smell bad like i i don't know that's I'm a halfway hunter and, and it's fine though. And I'm, I'm happy being that it's like you said, it's about being out there and, and doing what you love. Absolutely. And I don't know that halfway hunter is a good way to put it. We're all at that different stages or I don't even know if you want to say levels just in um, it'll come to me. Like there's a, there's a specific word to not use halfway. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. No, I know what you're saying. It's, it's all about where you're at skill level wise, confidence wise, um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I don't want people to be intimidated by groups like this. We're not elite hunters. We're not professional hunters. We, we're just normal everyday people that with a similar mindset on what we need to protect and, um, fight for. And that's us. That's, that's who we are. So it kind of, that's a good transition into my next question. Like what exactly is BHA? Yeah. So backcountry hunters and anglers, kind of the, what do they call it? The 20,000 foot view is, is a group of people that fights for what's public and whether that's public lands, public waters, public wildlife, right? Um, and preserving that North American heritage that is hunting, fishing, camping, rafting, all those different things. We fight for that. And we fight for that on the national level, even international, we're, we're over in Canada too, right? So, and then, but in Nebraska, it's just kind of a little subset of that. It's 
we still fight for what's public. We still fight for public ground. We fight for access. We fight for the wildlife that is ours. Wildlife is not owned by anybody. It's, it's, it's owned by all of us. It's a public trust. And kind of underneath those, you can, you can categorize BHA's work in kind of four areas. You can say it's um, wildlife and habitat, it's policy, so you know, fighting in, in the courtrooms and, and, and that, but it's, and then access and opportunity, and then finally R3. Um, so again, for those unfamiliar with R3, it's recruit, retain, and reactivate. So under those four headings is where we do our work. But, you know, we can talk about what BHA is broadly, but that's how it categorizes itself into those four categories, wildlife habitat, policy, access and opportunity, and R3. Great explanation of it. And again, it kind of goes back to that beginning where, you know, Theodore Roosevelt makes those comments that like it's for everyone. And, and that's what your organization is doing. It's kind of uh, charging for everyone. So it is. Everyone has an opportunity and wildlife have an opportunity and, and we maintain a fresh, clean environment for the future as well. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, I think we all understand that we're leaving a legacy. It's who is it? Doug Duran, I think he says that um, it's not ours. It's just our turn. And I love that quote. I love that. Oh, yeah. I think that's great because it isn't ours. We don't own it. I think there's this, especially in Nebraska, where it's 97% private land. I think we get this mentality that I own this land and he owns that land. And she owns that land. No, I mean, it's just our turn right now. We're, we're all dust in the end. I mean, it's so it's, it's not ours. It's just our turn. And I think we have to view our public land and our public access in that way too. It's, it's not ours. I mean, it is all of ours, but it's not one person. It's not one group of people's. It's, it belongs to everyone. Um, and we have to be good stewards of that. We have to be good stewards of the land, of the wildlife. And, and, and that's who we are. That's who BHA is. It's BHA. And I also kind of want to hit on that. BHA is a very inclusive group. I don't know if, and not to rag on other groups out there like that are similar to BHA, but I'm part of several other nonprofits and that are you know very similar to this. And it, they're great; they do good work, but they're people that look just like me. And when I say that, I mean you know white males and, and aging white males. And BHA leans against that and says, you know what? We understand this. We see this, and they they are doing a good job as far as being very inclusive and open and welcome to people that may not look like me, uh, may, you know, maybe a different color, a different gender, um, you name it, different skill level, different age. And that's the stuff we need to look into as well. If we're ever gonna grow our membership base, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to accept that and be willing to teach somebody that maybe they didn't have the same background as me. Maybe they didn't have a dad that taught them uh, these types of things. So I love that about BHA, extremely open, open extremely welcome to different groups, different um, types of people. But again, we all come together with a similar mission to protect public lands, public waters, public wildlife. I really like how you you point out that the diversity, not being inclusive on this this organization, because um, I've seen that at the national level too, when I travel for different conferences for regional Mm -hmm. efforts and uh, BHA members or uh, board members will join us for these conferences. And it is a diverse group and, and welcoming and even at different ages as well. So that's yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and you're seeing a shift in, in, um, the outdoor world like that, you know, you go to a giant event, maybe you go to like pheasant fest, um, pheasants forever's big blowout. Right. And you, you're, you still see like your seven year old white male, um, type, but you're seeing a lot of 20, 30, 40 year old people that they, it's a shift. It's people that they care about their, where their food comes from. You know, it used to be, it was more like, Oh, like a second amendment thing. It was good old boys club type thing. But now you're seeing a shift towards people that, Hey, I care about where my food comes from. I care about, you know, I do care about the environment. I do care about these different types of things. And you're seeing a little bit of shift in that. And I, I love seeing that. And that's why I said that it's important that we kind of lean into that and say, yeah, you guys are welcome too. come on in. Healthy food sources. It's, it's a big deal right now. Being able yeah. to harvest your own healthy, lean food. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell me about the history of VHA? Like how and when did it get started? Yeah. So uh, again, on the, the national level, it's kind of a cool story. It was, it's kind of funny how it was made, it was created, and then it still comes back to this. It was created around a campfire in 2004, I believe, in the um, Cascade foothills of Oregon. So it was a group of people sitting together around a campfire, and, and how many great ideas come around a campfire? I can think of a lot. And and these, these guys are sitting around a campfire and thinking, you know, we're tired of seeing our public lands, our waters get trashed. We're tired of seeing this encroachment of urban development. Like in my case, uh, agricultural development. I mean, they saw this and they decided to create something different, a little bit different. And that's where BHA was ultimately born. So 2004 and an Oregon campfire. Locally, the Nebraska chapter, we were, we came together, I want to say it was 2019. Um, there were several of us that reached out to BHA at the national level and said, hey, we see this, this map and it's got this big hole it, right where Nebraska is at. And we saw this, if we became members of BHA, we love their mission. But when you open up the front cover, it shows a map of, of United States and all the different chapters, right? And there's one right smack in the middle, Nebraska, that was not colored in. No I remember that. I remember seeing that just a few years ago. And so then when I started hearing that there was a Nebraska chapter, I was like, this is awesome, finally. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. And that's the way it was for us. We're like, this has got to change. What is this? Uh, and so we all started flooding BHA with emails. And finally, the coordinator for our area said, okay, there's enough interest. There's enough fire stoked here in Nebraska. Let's do this. It's time. And he put us in contact with each other. So that, like I said, I want to say that was late 2019. Um, we finally got our charter, I want to say in 2020. We've became official. I want to say it was late 2020. We became a, officially a chapter that map was colored in. There's no more glaring open spot in the United States. We filled it in. Um, and that's where we've been. Kudos to your commitment too, in, in, in um, establishing that chapter here for the state. And it, it certainly gives, uh, oh, you know, the hope and the power for others to continue to move forward and hopefully then join 
join your forces to continue to expand the membership across Nebraska and all the, the listenerships across the entire nation. Yeah, that's what it takes to change, right? I mean, there has to be that visionary. It, it takes visionaries to see in 2004 in, in the foothills of Oregon to say, we're missing something. And instead of just being content with the status quo, they said, no, we're going to create something different. And again, our group was not content with seeing that empty spot in Nebraska. We decided, let's do something about it. And we made change. And and that's where we are today. Not to say there wasn't challenges. We came in in 2020 um, as well. No, 2020 was a challenging year for everyone. And trying to get people together sucked. It just sucked. Trying to get people together in, in groups, you know, there's all sorts of restrictions. People are scared. So we had to do what was, uh, we had to get a little creative and start doing virtual um, events. And I feel like we had a good turnout with some of our virtual events. It went well. That's great. Let's kind of speak about what BHA really does. We, you briefly mentioned it, mm-hmm. uh, like speaking up and, and fighting for, but, you know, BHA speaks up to Congress, land management agencies, and then, you know, stakeholder coalitions. So what currently is BHA taking action on, you know, and, and explain how can the members how do the members take these actions on? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So it would be, this would be a whole, probably another podcast just to go through everything <laughs> Absolutely. that yep. has their has their hands in right now. Um, but again, on the national level, a lot of what I'll do in this conversation is a lot of national and then what's happening at the state level. And national level, um, Big, big items. Like, you know, you think about like Wyoming Corner Crossing. If anybody is familiar with that, that thing, um, but the Wyoming Corner Crossing issue, um, fighting for, you know, there seems to be this push towards um, banning bear hunts in the West. And they're fighting um, to stop um, these bans on um, bear hunts, protecting the boundary waters up in um, Minnesota. Um, these are some of the high level type things that they're fighting against. And then again, here in Nebraska, some of the things we're fighting against, I shouldn't say fighting against it, but a lot of things we're fighting for fighting with is, is we're doing a lot of boots on the ground type things right now. We're starting out a little bit bite size, small, doing things like um, building membership. Right now, our main goal is to build membership. We have to build membership. If we're going to do anything, we need an army of people behind us, with us, so we can make real change. Um, We can't do this with five people, right? So we're building membership. Um, We're we're building membership through things like pint nights, virtual pint nights, events. But then we're, you know, we're actually on the ground doing things. We're doing cleanups. Um, We go to different lakes and um, wildlife management areas and do cleanups of that nature. We also do fun events, you know. We do things like, um, we we just had one called Trashy Cat. Trashy Cat is where we went up to Medicine Creek Reservoir, kind of my neck of the woods, and we put out set lines for catfish, which are bank lines, and we we caught a ton of catfish, and we sat around campfires and told stories and stayed up till 4 a.m., and we also, but we also picked up trash. That's the main thing I want to get at, is we also picked up trash. We cleaned up that place, probably picked up 400 pounds of trash. It was was a wonderful event. But we do things like that and we get people together, like-minded people. And that's, 
that's where we're at in these first couple of years is building camaraderie, building membership, but we also are cognizant of the policy that's happening in, in Nebraska. And Nebraska's got its fair share of bad policy, sketchy policy, and then we also have some good policy and some good things happening too on that level. So I would stay tuned for sure because we're, we're about to have a virtual pint night all on policy and that's coming up and that's coming up probably within a month or two. We're still putting those pieces together. So be on the lookout for that. Um, that'll be a good way. And we can get into this later about how to get a hold of us, but uh, our Facebook page is probably number one. Um, but be on the lookout for that. We have one big one, and I'll just kind of give you guys a teaser. We have one big one. I can't tell you what it is, but we have one huge project that we're working on, and it has to do with access. I'll give you a little teaser that it is about public access. Um, this is one of those big, giant two, three-year projects. I can't tell you what it is because we're still in the fact-finding mission. We're still learning about what we're gonna, how we're going to present this. we got to get our ducks in a row. We have to research um, but it's big and it's going to involve, um, if we can pull this off, we're going to be granting access, um, for people, um, in the state of Nebraska, lots of access. So we're working on that. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And that's kind of way we approach things here in Nebraska is we, we do little, you know, some things that everybody can get a hold of, you know, get to, you know, wrap around. They can do little cleanups. They can do fishing events. We, we teach kids how to fish. We teach kids how to hunt. Um, we partner with Game and Parks. We partner with Pheasants Forever. We we have some partner, uh, corporate partnerships that we we partner with. That's the stuff we're doing in Nebraska right now. Uh, we we're working on one. We want to go up to the Soldier Creek Wilderness up by Fort Robinson. They have some fence that they want cleaned up. Um, so we're in the works of doing that. What else? We have a ton of stuff. I was looking at our future events list. We've got. Twin Lakes Wildlife Management Area cleanup this summer, hoping for late July on that. We're going to be partnering with the uh, Nebraska Bow Hunters Association, and they have their jamboree up in Halsey in August. So we want to kind of join them. We don't want to steal their thunder. That's their deal. But we can kind of slide in and do maybe a little small event with those guys. They are great to work with. And then we're learning about the Ponca Outdoor Expo coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we really want to get in there and help with that as well. So I was at, I was actually, as you were talking about doing these different events, I was just thinking of like, I need to push you that you be at the Missouri river outdoor expo. Great opportunity to not only volunteer, but to uh, advertise your organizations because uh, not only are the participants from Nebraska, but they're coming in from different states as well, so that you're kind of supporting that that regional, even national effort. So I definitely um, encourage your your organizations to look into that. That's cool. We will be there. I can I can I will commit us right now. You hear me saying it. I will. We will be there, and we will we will do our best to help you guys out, and you can help us out. And it's going to be a it's going to be a mutual thing. It's it's one of those things where there's more of a population on that part of the state. So we know we got to get over there and we got to do things of that nature. We've, um, we've done a few things out here West and it's, it's tougher with the population. So yeah, getting out East and getting around Lincoln, Omaha, that area. Yeah. Fantastic. And I really like that you're hitting each point in the different parts of the state and the terrain is different and there's different opportunities, whether it's a lake or it's just uh, a forest area or it's grasslands 
you're supporting multiple different types of habitats. And that's awesome. Yeah, we are. It's and this state is so diverse, right? I mean, you can, like I was telling you before the podcast, I was just in Platte River State Park and what a neat place out there. It's much different than what I've I'm used to. It's very hardwood forest and it's, it's much different. And then you come out here out West and, and I even, I say out West and here I am in Southwest people in Scott's bluff are probably listening. Like, no, 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 we're out West. You don't know West buddy, but we do, we, we do things, like I said, up by Fort Rob, we do things in Halsey. My gosh, our board is in Halsey five times a year. We love that place. Yeah, we're all over the place. Our board members are very diverse in that way, too. We have three board members out west here. Um, and then we have um, the rest of them kind of that Lincoln, Omaha area. So we're, we're well represented. How many members are part of Nebraska's chapter now? So right now we have 11, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's a lot for 11 individuals, 22 hands. You're doing a lot across the state. And that's awesome. Yeah, I, I can see where that need to, to expand. And like I said, kind of push on again is not only are you working on policy, but your boots on the ground. So there's a little bit of something for everyone. You know, I may not be that person that can speak to up to legislature or go to um, our NGOs and speak up, but I'm willing, I can be there physically to pick up trash or to fix fence and to, to make that a uh, sustainable, uh, more friendly environment for everyone. Yeah. That, and that's, that's very true. And, and that's, that's true with our board, but it's also true of our members and anybody listening. You know, I, I encourage anybody that's listening. Hey, I can pick up trash. Hey, I can hang out around a campfire and drink a beer. I can do those things. Like come join us. We want you guys to join us. You don't have to be a master of policy. You don't have to be a master of, of anything. Like, you know, it's, and that's the way our board is. We've, we've divided our board up into subcommittees. Hey, if you're like one of our guys on the policy side, he's a lawyer. So, I mean, he loves that stuff and he just loves it. He digs it. He's our policy chair. We have somebody that just loves social media. He's our social chair. I mean, we play to each other's strengths and, and that's, and I encourage anybody listening, any of our members, any of our non-members come see what we're about. Come join us, do these things. Like I said, you don't have to be an expert in anything. Just Come hang out and see what we're all about. We mentioned this a little bit about, uh, you mentioned a pint nights. And I personally learned about BHA myself. It was a, it was a pint night in Arizona. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed speaking to the BHA members there that were representing actually the entire state, the Arizona chapter, and then the entire um, United States. But explain like, what was the idea behind the pint nights and Obviously, it must be pretty successful because BHA has continued on. You know, what's the purpose behind that? I think the reasoning behind pint nights is that it's just it lowers your guard, right? It's a very non-threatening environment. If we were to say, come on out to a five-day ruck in the mountains and we're going to hike up this mountain and we're going to do this, we're going to do that we probably have people kind of turn up their nose and say, I'm not doing that. You know, like pine night is very non-threatening. It's, it's, it allows you to lower your guard, maybe have a beer with us. And, and anybody can, can kind of hang out and talk in a, like a barroom situation or um, some, a venue of that type. Right. So that's the way we do things. And it just, yeah, it's very non-threatening. We can really get that conversation rolling 
And from these conversations, sometimes every once in a while, a really great idea pops up. Sometimes a bunch of crap comes up, but sometimes really good um, conversations and friendships too. Oh my gosh, the friendships. The, you know, I've got good friends in BHA or outside of BHA. But I tell you, the friends I've made within BHA are incredible. These are the people I go hunting and fishing with. Um, these are the people we do, you know, just weekend stuff with going here, going there. Um, these are lifelong friends and, and we do a lot of stuff together. So yeah, it's, it's a good group. And I'm hoping like we can build, speaking of this being, she goes outdoors. It'd be great to see the female population grow within that organization as well. I agree. And, and that was, that is one of our areas that we, I'll be the first to admit, have not done a good job with. Um, BHA as a whole on the national level has done a very good job. They've done a very good job with diversity. I would say our local chapter, this is something we could very much improve on. And we're looking for ideas on how to do that. Our, our board is made up of white males and that's who we are. And that's, that I will say some of that is because of the demographics of Nebraska, but I don't think that's a good enough answer. I think we can do better. And I think we can push for getting a female, um, a minority, uh, somebody of a different age. We're happy. We want that. We welcome that. So if there's anybody out there listening that wants to join, become involved, come on in. It's like I said, it's a welcome environment. We'd be happy to have you. So, you know, looking at the map on uh, BHA's website, like, like we mentioned in the beginning of the conversation, like every state has a chapter. Uh, in addition, there's chapters in Alaska, Alberta, British Columbia, and, and Yukon. Like, how can our listeners get involved within the state's chapter or, you know, even at the national level? You know, we, we're, we're really reaching out, we're, we're recruiting people to join um, BHA, but how do they get involved? Yeah. So the easiest way, if, if anybody is listening without a pen and paper and all that, we can get into that later, but the easiest way, just Google Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Get on the national website, the big website, and click join now, okay? And that will take you to the, the membership portal. The great thing about that, and some might be wondering, okay, well, what about, oh, I want to be part of the Nebraska chapter. I don't want to be part of uh, Montana or whatever. Based on your address, whatever address you put in there, you're automatically put into our system. So say if your address is Omaha, if your address is Scotts Bluff, you're going to become a Nebraska member. And the great thing about that is we're not a bloated organization. 80% of the money that um, goes, so a membership is 35 bucks. 80% of that goes to us, goes to Nebraska. And that is important. I think people want to hear that. They don't want to hear that it's some big bloated organization that you have your money is just lost. It's like poof in the wind. No, this is this is going to Nebraska. This is helping us. This is helping us with everything I talked about earlier. So that's the easiest way. Now, let's say there's those rare things where like maybe you're a military member and, and you're stationed in California, but you want your membership to go to Nebraska. You can put that in the comments and, and say, hey. Nebraska right here. And you can do that. <laughs> From the national level, BHA has made it very easy on their website to get involved. Um, all those big, big issues I was talking about, there's ways, um, there's, there's a, I forget how it's worded, but like take action or get involved or something like that, a tab right at the top. Click on that, 
easy to get involved. And one of the cool things is they have those, you know, a lot of those like pre-canned letters. So, and it will divert it straight to your senator, your congressman. Um, if there's, if you're really avid about the boundary waters, there's ways to um, write to the right people to protect the boundary waters. There's ways, BHA, the website has made it very simple to do that. So like I said, that's the easiest way, get on the main website and, and go from there. The other way is to reach out to us through our email. Um, That's probably the best way. I would say email or Facebook. And our email address is Nebraska at backcountryhunters.org. Okay. Again, that's Nebraska at backcountryhunters.org. That will take you to our website or to our um, email address. We answer it daily. We'll get back to you. Another way is to just check out our Facebook page, um, Nebraska Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, and ask a question there, message us, we'll get a hold of you. We want people to help us out, get involved. Those are probably the easiest ways right there. I'd say easy enough, definitely different opportunities to reach out. And we'll post the links on both on our Facebook and then the show notes as well so that uh, you can easily tap into asking questions of the group and, and learn more. Um, and, and the policies that Kyle has mentioned or the take actions, is, it's super easy to find. It's a really easy f- or website to follow. So I definitely encourage you to get on that and you get a better idea of uh, those initiatives that the, the organization is promoting. Yeah. And again, like if you, if you don't, if you didn't write any of this stuff down from listening, again, if you just click on our state, it will direct you to our email address as well. So that's pretty easy to do it that way. Well, as we start to wrap up, what, uh, any additional information that you would like to share Kyle about BHA or, you know, the Nebraska chapter at the national level, um, some last words for the, the listeners. Yeah, I would just say, you know, Nebraska is a 97% privately owned state, right? We have a ton of private ground, but within the state, we have a lot of public access. There's there's different ways to, to get wild in this state, right? We have those national forests I talked about. We have um, the wildlands out west, and but also we have the, the open field and waters and, and access that way. I just ask that everybody be good stewards of that. If you are going to, you know, visit some of these places, if it is OFW, Open Field and Waters, you know, maybe consider knocking on a, on a door and say, you know, thanks for having your land open to me. Um, I, took, I took a Nebraska elk on OFW and I was so appreciative to have that. So it's, it's very valuable to me. I don't own land and I'll, be, you know, I would bet that most people listening probably don't own a ton of land, right? So don't take that for granted. Like you, you own every one of us by being a, a citizen of the United States owns land. And that is so powerful. We all own land. We all own this public land and, and public lands equals freedom. This is a chance for you. You don't have to go get permission. You don't have to go get a lease or, or pay a trespass pay fee. Pay taxes. You just pay the habitat stamp, right? That's right. That's right. Yep. Pay your taxes, pay the habitat stamp. It's yours. You, you just own land. You just bought land. Go and go <laughs> use it. We'll take care of it. 
um, know that, that that's a powerful thing. And if that is important to you, get involved and take care of it and get a hold of us and we'll, we'll steer you in the right direction on how to get involved. There's a lot of public land out there here in Nebraska that's untouched. Like you said, it, there's a lot of wild space in Nebraska. That 3%, uh, of that 3%, I don't know, I bet 2% of that 3% is still wild and untouched and a lot of opportunity out there. We, like I said, we spent a lot of time up in Halsey, Halsey National Forest. And for anybody that's ever been there, or maybe not been there, Halsey National Forest, that by the, the name of that, you think of like this, tons of trees and tons of trees. And there are trees, but only like a third of it is trees or a quarter. I don't know what the percentage is. The rest of it is grassland, untouched. I'm talking, this is like Mary Sandoz, straight out of one of her novels. Like this is grass as far as you can see. And this is what Nebraska would have looked like 300 years ago. It's amazing. And this is ours. We own it. It's a national forest. And there's all sorts of things up there. Um, there's, there's antelope, there's, there's deer, there's, um, I go up there for grouse. I do a lot of grouse hunting up there and I will camp in the middle of nowhere and I will not see another person maybe for a day. Maybe I'll see somebody drive by for some, maybe that's intimidating for me. It's freedom. Um, freedom from the cell phone, the, the computer, the email, it, it's, that's freedom. It, and then, like I said, that's yours. Go out there and explore it. For anybody that says it's like a flyover state, there's nothing here. It's not true. You got to get out and you got to find it. You got to look for it. It's there. Um, and it's, it's beautiful and unspoiled. And the stars, you will actually see the stars, the Milky Way. You'll see it out there. <laughs> yeah. What is it like? I forget the designation, but there's some place up in the sand hills that is, it's designated by NASA or something like that. It's like one of the most un, unlight polluted areas in the country. Uh, one of the few that has this designation. If you go out there in the middle of sand hills, it is amazing. You're right. You see these, the Milky Way, you see these galaxies, you see these stars, and it is absolutely amazing. And it makes you realize that, like, I think that's humbling and it's, it, it People need that. They need to step away and see that there's things bigger than their phone. There's things bigger than their computer. And it's very humbling and it puts you back in, uh, puts you back in place. It's just, it's important to see those things that are bigger than you. I think our listeners can just hear that passion in your voice. And that's why you are so passionate for this organization and, and passionate for what you're doing, uh, both for the public lands and, and for the nation as a whole, for uh, this, this land that is for everyone, this wildlife that is for everyone. And, you know, we deeply appreciate that. And, and if you don't mind, then I'll just, you know, definitely if our listeners have more questions for you, then they can reach you at that Nebraska backcountry.org. Yeah. Nebraska at backcountryhunters.org. Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. And again, if, if, if you don't remember that, just go to the main BHA website, click on the Nebraska map and it'll direct you to our email. Well, thank you, Kyle, for, uh, to, to share your passion with us, both for the organization and uh, the public lands. And it kind of, you know, it goes right back to the, the quotes that I said in the beginning, it's, it's that same passion that Theodore Roosevelt had. And that's why he shared his passion for uh, the North American model of conservation. And, and that's where that all started. 
and the National Park Service and how that all got started with Theodore Roosevelt. And then uh, Leopold sharing his passion in 1935 is, well, let's put a halt to this, this um, expansion. We need to protect what we have. And, you know, Kyle, you and the backcountry hunters and anglers are doing that same thing and continuing on that that legacy and in that those words and that passion so thank you yeah absolutely and those those two guys are probably our biggest uh, role models and heroes in our world and it's neat how those two quotes really come together you have the passion and the get to itness of 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 teddy but with the um realism of Aldo Leopold and those two quotes come together in that way. Teddy Roosevelt was a doer and, and he, he created these wild public lands and, and Leopold is somebody that's saying, hey, if we don't slow down this development, we're going to lose everything we have. Mm-hmm. And so you have those two coming together. And I think those were wonderful quotes and extremely relevant in our time. Well, listeners, again, thank you for uh, tuning in on this episode to learn more about backcountry hunters and anglers. We're going to, I'll definitely post the links on our Facebook page and in the show notes to learn more about it. As always, make sure that you 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 can share some comments on our Facebook page, share with the group. Uh, If you know someone that would be interested in joining this organization, you know, someone else that's passionate, just as Kyle and uh, the other members are, definitely give them a shout out, tag them to this message and and, and share this episode with, with all your friends. So again, uh, thank you for joining us and we'll see you outdoors. Mm-hmm.